0: Welcome to the 4th Vajrasati Yoga Podcast, I'm your host Sophie Allen and joining me today is Pablo Wilson from the Vajrasati School, currently on his second year, is that right Pablo? No. First year? Yeah. (laughs) I should do my
1: research.
0: (laughs) Um, We are talking today about Patanjali and so we're going to dive straight in with some questions about Patanjali. So thank you for joining me.
1: Welcome. Nice. Thanks for having me.
0: You're you're welcome. I really hope that we can, I I guess, bring it back to basics about who Patanjali is. Um, And even for me personally, making sure I pronounce his name right, because Mm. I often have been known to call him Pat and Charlie. Um, (laughs) But first of all, um, it's... the tradition that we do in the yoga school is to sing the invocation Mm -hmm. to Patanjali Um, and before we go ahead and sing it can you give us a little bit of background about the invocation and then we'll um, we'll go ahead and do it and everybody at home could join in if they'd like and then we talk a little bit
1: more about Um, yeah I can I can give you a a little bit Um, all I know really is that is that it, it um it means um you know i I genuflect to you i I bow down i kneel down to you patanjali um because you you're so great thanks for giving us yoga for health and medicine for ayurvedic medicine um and um, grammar for clarity of speech although um and we'll probably come to this later mm. the Patanjali that we are singing to who wrote the sutras isn't the same as the grammarian Patanjali so there's a little bit of confusion there um and then um the, the second um part of the of the chant refers to one of the myths um about uh how he came into being mm-hmm. so um, Adishesha, a thousand-headed serpent he manifested as that um, and fell to earth he had a, a, a conch to to sort of herald um, new life from from primordial waters and he had a, a, a like a, a discus kind of shield kind of thing that the, the circular uh, disc that sort of represents circular uh, nature of existence um, yeah and then and then it ends kind of as it began thanks thanks we we bow down to you Mm -hmm. um so it's just a way of um of and and lots of people use it lots of people like uh, bks Iyengar dedicate their books to him as the you know the godfather of of yoga Mm
0: -hmm. he's been described as a noble sage
1: Mm -hmm. yeah the noblest of sages i think Mm -hmm. is what the translation of the Mm. um
0: well, let's give it an um, invocation. Let's give it a a roll. We've mm-hmm. got our musical instrument. I say we, you
1: you've got your musical instruments. I brought my shrootie, so I, I'm I'm pleased to, to to get use out of it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: beautiful and yeah. I've already had a listen and it sounds amazing. So we're just going to if you're a part of the yoga school you'll already know this chant. Um if you don't know the chant and you want to Um, chant along with us I will put the words to the chant on the podcast notes so have a scroll down now if you're listening so you can see the words as we're chanting them or just enjoy and listen okay
1: Chitasya padenavacham, Malam sharira siachave yekena, Yopa carotam, prabaram, muninam, Patanjalim, Pranjarira noto. chakra-sitarinam, svirsam pranamami-patanjalem.
0: straight in to talking about Patanjali mm-hmm. and you've already explained a little bit before the invocation, but who exactly was Patanjali? I've written some notes, you know, will the real Patanjali please stand up? Because when you Google Patanjali, which is you know, the source of most people's mm-hmm. go-to for referencing, um, but even in books and everything, there's a lot of confusion about who he actually was, mm-hmm. who he is known to be in the yoga world. So Let's clear
1: that up first of all. Well, no, we can't clear we it can't up. We can't clear it up. <laughs> because there's, yeah, like you say, just it's, it's pretty ambiguous. Mm. Um, we know that there was um, Patanjali, the grammarian that I've, I've mentioned. Um, we know that there was another a commentator who commentated on um, the works of Panini, who was another grammarian. and then there...
0: exp- was a grammarian?
1: um this is someone who uh investigates grammar l- oh, okay. words yeah. um so philology i guess which is where history and linguistics sort of meet um and then our patanjali who was around from and again this is uh something where you'll hear totally varying sort of guesses on on when he was around um but uh from 200 before common era to 500 common era is, and the sutras written about 400. Mm-hmm. That that's you know I mean that's 700 years. So it's a big window, but that's when um, that's when we think, according to you know well Edwin Bryant that I've read and, and Chris Wallace and um, and Jim and Kadeen. Um, that seems to fit in but then there are other people who say it was further back than that. Um, So yeah um, rather than try to pinpoint you know exactly when he was around and exactly who he was Mm -hmm. I I think um, it's almost nice to to have that It's like he was someone who presented us with the sutras um, and it's almost like we don't get too distracted by you know, potentially the celebrity. Yes, yeah.
0: Mm. So, potentially put together the the Yoga Sutras. I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what the word sutra means? Do we have an understanding of what it means? It to... means thread. Is, thread. Yes, yeah.
1: is, is the literal translation. So it's cognate with sutra, which is you know when you sew someone's body up <laughs> with sense. stitches. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I read that the that the root was su. Um, but I also read that the root was sieve, um, siv, s-i-v, um, both meaning you know to to thread. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's a nice um, description Yeah. because it it threads through the whole um, history of yoga and 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 joins together various aspects. That I mean, you know, he was a, a systematizer. He compiled things that were around at his time buddhism and and sankhya in a principally sankhya philosophy but he also did um bring his ideas of kriya yoga and ashtanga yoga which and ashtanga is something that most people will be familiar with if not the the eight auxiliaries or or limbs then at least the you know yeah so let's talk about that Patanjali
0: does talk about in the sutras, he mentions the eight limbs of yoga, and that's where the earliest description of that is found, isn't yeah. it, in mm-hmm. the yoga sutras? Yeah, that's
1: his... <clears throat> that's his... That's his. That's his cla- so classical yeah. classical yoga or Raja yoga is Patanjali's system, and, and Ashtanga is part of that. So, mm. so the eight limbs come directly from Patanjali. Mm. Um, and... Um, asana is mentioned in that because it's one of the eight limbs and there's only three um, sutras where asana is mentioned.
0: Right so that's really I think that's a really interesting point to pick up on. Mm-hmm. I, sp- I felt especially as a new student to the school a couple of years ago that I had no idea that asana was such a small part of yoga tradition and mm-hmm. yoga philosophy and then in, then in opening up my eyes to yoga, the yoga sutras that that's where it was mentioned and, and how many times I mean how many sutras are there 196, 196. Mm-hmm. and that's over four padas four chapters yeah. and it's only and asana, the physical practice of yoga is mentioned only three times three times yeah. and not for a while into mm-hmm. the sutras that's mm-hmm. right isn't it so yeah it's quite fascinating how we've in the Western world made the physical practice mm-hmm. the most important part of yeah. yoga
1: absolutely yeah mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, there's, it's there in implication in other, um, sutras, um, like apyasa Vairagya Pyam meaning, um, means this stillness that it alludes to in, in the most famous sutra number two, mm-hmm. can be achieved through dedicated practice with Vairagya Pyam, which... Which uh, literally means translucence, so without dye, so so unbiased, impersonal. The word I use when I teach is sort of impartiality. So you don't, mm. you don't, you get out of the way. So you yeah. practice with this vairagyam. Mm. Um, so we could take abhyasa to mean for us asana, but he probably meant sitting in meditation because mm. his text is more about psychological um world than than working with body yeah so you know e- but even even the implications that's still not like you say um about uh, what we perceive as yoga practice in modern postural yoga anyway
0: and so you i understand pablo that you um have been practicing yoga for a very long time before studying the yoga sutras at the vajrasati school is that right
1: uh, fairly long time, fifteen years, oh, yeah. and I did a teacher training in two thousand and eight. Um, did they
0: cover patanjali in that training?
1: Yes, very, very sort of briefly, and right. on a on a you know a, a fairly um, um, cursory glance at it. You know, it was it was. Um, and I guess, without wanting to to, to level criticism too much, uh, uh, quite a common thing that, that they're that they're skirted over a little bit, mm. and they're mentioned because it's part of the curriculum. Mm. But um, but and the most famous sutra gets mentioned, but then mm. that's kind of it. We don't really delve any deeper. And you know, I'm I'm guilty of that. I. I um, I was interested in it, um, but I didn't delve much deeper. And 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 in the last sort of five years or so, I've been really drawn to it um, for various reasons that are, will come to me in a <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> when it but reveals itself. Going going to gyms, uh, retreats, and mm. um, um, and and doing Chris Wallace's online course on yeah. them, um, and. Would you say um, that it
0: really influences the way that you practice yeah, totally. yoga, and not obviously not in just the Asana sense, but yoga in all senses of it? Do you, I mean, how do you apply the sutras to your practice? How do you apply sutras to your life? Yeah, you know, right. have you got um, anything you'd like to share in that sense?
1: Yeah, um, where to start? <laughs> I mean, um, I think I think that maybe I started to get into um them um and read more because i started to struggle with the practice more and more or find the practice was such a challenge um and and then the i practice s- of, of getting on my mat just yeah, getting on my mat yeah, simple yeah, as that sure. I, I find that um and i don't it's mind i don't mind admitting that because i think that people um like to hear it sometimes yeah. but I know people who just love getting on the mat and 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 can't get enough of it and and I have a resistance to mm-hmm. it. Um, I do
0: too. I think it's when I need it most, I do it the least. Mm-hmm. the like yeah. self-sabotaging mm-hmm. yeah, aspect. I think yeah. a lot of people have that with with different aspects of practicing what they know will be good for them. But yeah. that's an interesting thing. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so go on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, mm. So. <laughs> I think I just started to make the connection. Um, I, when you when you understand what yoga is, the more you understand what yoga is, um, the the darshana, the view, then it resonates when you're on the mat because because the, the practice and and you know the theory, if you like. Um, complement each other and 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 what you're not thinking about Mm -hmm. (laughs) the posture while you're in virabhadrasana too but it's made an imprint if you've Mm -hmm. if you've read it and studied it um you know sthira asanam find you know steadfast stillness and and then space around it that's the sort of requisite of Posture that's conducive to flow as we, as we would say in vajrasati, you know, which mm. is moving into integration. That if you've looked at that and, and contemplated it, you don't have to think it at the time. And, and well, it wouldn't serve you to think it at the time because no. then you, so you you're caught be, up in thought.
0: Yeah, you'd be having to think. I've got to remember something, but, but it gives but you a root, doesn't it? The influence there, base to um, start from if mm-hmm. you like. It's, yeah. it's a grounding. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and and um you know there are um sutras that that mention the the obstacles so that there are the the kleshas, which are the obstacles um five of them um let's
0: go through them okay <laughs> so, so they
1: are avidya yeah. which sort of is an umbrella oh, all these others fit within ignorance so avidya means to to know and avidya means to not know okay. so not knowing your true self not yeah. knowing what you are fundamentally mm-hmm. um, raga and dvesha which mean desired being energetically drawn towards something mm. whatever it is or energetically pushed away Having an aversion to an it, aversion to it. Mm. Uh, ahimsa uh, excuse me ashmita mm-hmm. which is I amness so egoism Ego, and yeah. abhinavesha so a fear of death or Possibly, you could see that as fear of change, Mm -hmm. Um, clinging to life, clinging Mm -hmm. to the status quo. Mm -hmm. Um, These are the obstacles, and they're much more deep-rooted than... I think it was four. No, it wasn't. Avidya, Raga, Raga Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Yeah. I I said them as a a little coupler, because I always think of them as Mm. together, Mm. attachments and aversions.
0: And also, just to say as well, that I like how Patanjali, you said earlier, he was a a systemizer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a real word, but he he puts things in a system and he always lists whenever mm-hmm. he lists anything he puts the, the most, most important, important first mm-hmm. you know he does that with the clashes he does that with the eight limbs of yoga he does that with the yeah mm-hmm. read, even within mm-hmm. and it's and it, everyone builds on everything mm-hmm. else and I find that really useful yeah, and makes a lot of sense yeah so if you've you know the first clasia you mentioned is um, idea, yeah <clears throat> yeah and if you if you're if you're not knowing if you're yeah. unknowing then mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do anything about yeah. whatever it is yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly um so that was I found that useful almost you know the, the fact that it, it was acknowledged that the the aspirant the yogin will will uh stumble across these, 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 uh, obstacles. And mm-hmm. then, and then there are nine more, which are, um, not the five deep rooted obstacles to, to, to sort of, um, to moving into yoga, but other things that will get in our way, laziness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, you know, and, and some shy doubt, mm-hmm. which is a massive one for me. I mean, just, just reading about that mm. was almost like a, a huge sigh of relief. Yeah. Okay, it's okay it's like to that. the out.
0: condition that you've got. Yeah. That's, yeah, and there's um, scatteredness as well. I yeah. Scatter- yeah. scatteredness. Not like. being grounded in. Yeah. yeah. I think it's incredible that this, the things that he talks about and that he lists, are just they're so relevant mm-hmm. to just being a human. Yeah. Like no matter you know what culture you're in or what time or era you were born in mm-hmm. or what accident of birth. Yeah. You had. It's these a universally are, these applicable are universe- forever mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah
1: and it doesn't um hang on any kind of belief system it's no. not asking you to believe in anything and things like um you know Pranidhana, surrender to the lord or devotion to the lord that's you know lord as opposed to god mm-hmm. so that people don't think it's a god who's judging you who thinks you're good or bad or a creator god or a destroyer god it's just the lord Mm -hmm. so you can take that to mean the awesomeness of everything or the mist or the mystery of everything you know
0: yeah just the higher power yeah just mm -hmm. yeah
1: just surrender to being part of something greater than you Mm -hmm. so it's it's not dogmatic Mm. and like you say it's it's anyone um can can get something out of it if they want to it's like a you know, um, I'm not I'm not gonna say self self help book, but it's it's like a psychological um tool navigation. Yeah, a tool, exactly. Yeah. A map um you know, into the psyche mm-hmm. um to help us sort of reveal what we are fundamentally, you mm-hmm. know.
0: And there's a lot of um translations, isn't there, that we um have access to in mm-hmm. terms of um the translations of the sutras and you mentioned Edward Bryant and mm-hmm. Chris Wallace, um, I know that there's also a book I think you can get where they've got about 10 translations on one oh, yeah, page so yeah. you can say, and That's yeah, that. fantastic mm-hmm. and I think it's really um, really useful to look at the different interpretations of the sutras and, and see how they
1: yeah. are relevant. Take what resonates and leave what yeah. doesn't. Yeah.
0: Have you ever looked at, even in yoga school or studied a, a sutra and had to translate it and make sense of it without kind of having a direct translation already just by looking at the words and Um, trying to make sense of it for yourself
1: no but i i find that i'm able to do that more and more just by recognizing more and more just my vocabulary if you like is is increasing Mm. you know by the day and so i can i mean we studied a sutra um, last friday at yoga school at the buddhist center um and there were words like Dukkha in it, which all of us uh, recognized. But I felt a little bit like oh, I can sort of make sense of that, mm. um, and but I, I couldn't really piece it together so that I, I got what it what the sutra meant. But it, it's it's a really nice feeling to to be studying it and to be just um, familiarizing myself with these these things that recur again and again yeah and and so now yeah i can look at something and i don't have to do like a necessarily a, a word by word scan of everything i get a sort of flavor of what this is about mm-hmm. yeah but i'm you know i'm not translating them <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so just wanted to move on to another question um mm. which was a question from a student in the school actually um and I'm really interested in in well, in exploring this question. So it was written at least 1700 years ago or mm-hmm. thereabouts. And it was written by a man I'm gonna try and we're trying to pronounce this right, it was for male ascetics. As, mm-hmm. Um so it was for pr- practitioners who were male, mm-hmm. we think. Mm-hmm. Um and we talked about how the sutras are relevant because they're a human experience, but do you think there's any disparity between it being written by a man for men and a man, I realise the sort of meta-ness of asking a, a man mm-hmm. this but from your own understanding of it and being in a yoga school mm-hmm. with men and women um, and perhaps people that don't identify as either mm-hmm. do you think there's any relevance to gender in, in the, the, by uh, the
1: author? and? Um, well, yes and no. Um, I when, when we started the course, when I started the course, I was the only man and 25 of us. right um, which um, is interesting. Mm. <laughs>
0: but yoga is I mean yoga is a dominated female dominated totally.
1: industry yeah. you find. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I don't think personally that there is anything in in the, the text that um, explicitly, refers to um to the 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 seeker the aspirant being um male um and i don't think that there's anything that excludes uh, a woman exploring the text and getting as much from it as a man I, i think it's interesting that um it is worth pointing out That uh, Sanskrit nouns like French nouns are gendered. Um, So, and it's worth, you know, it's interesting to explore the fact that um, Prakriti, which is nature, um, is a feminine pronoun, Mm. a feminine, uh, is gendered feminine. And uh, Purusha, which is the soul, the, the witness, the, you know, the, the un, unchanging, eternal, um, is masculine. Now, according to Sankhya philosophy, which is what, um, Patanjali took a lot from, you know, they're inextricable the six kind of, uh, schools of thought came out of, out of the Vedantas and the uh, out of the Upanishads and Sankhya and yoga are kind of sister schools and there's there's you know a, a whole well he's based pretty much the whole text on on the Sankhya philosophy which is a dualist philosophy which a lot of people don't realize they, you know yoga means union and therefore it's to bring everything together well actually it's for um, Purusha to recognize itself as um not tangled it's t- to disentangle Purusha from prakriti yeah. so you know it you you could argue that um patanjali is saying get away from her <laughs> you know male mm. and female the um coming apart as opposed to tantra mm. which has you know the same kind of basic principles represented as shiva shakti and the point is very much to unite them and bring them together Mm. um i i don't have an opinion on that really but it's interesting that prakriti nature is a feminine noun Mm. and purusha which and also purusha does mean man not just man like a synecdoche for humankind but But human man man,
0: man. yeah Mm.
1: so um, but in answer to your question, no, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that the sutras are, are you know, and uh, I, I think, like we said, in the, in the, you know, a couple of minutes ago, it's universal. It's,
0: yeah, yeah, it, it's a human experience, and mm-hmm. I mean, we're the ones that create gender as a I, identity, which is a whole other podcast. Yes. Probably for, completely different type of podcast but no
1: doubt when he wrote it every, you know things were massively um, well and, and he, you know he probably came from a very patriarchal yes.
0: you know a
1: paradigm and even now <laughs> you mm-hmm. know things are massively different from continent to continent and
0: so I think I guess was somebody else had raised that question and it also got me thinking I remember seeing in some BKSA anger book um, that he had said You know, very specifically, women must not do this Mm -hmm. because it will make their breasts sag, Mm -hmm. and they will—they should not do this around their period. And I think you know we're in a bit of a time at the moment where um, there's a real revolt Mm -hmm. against you know being rightly so told what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, by men with our bodies. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I remember reading that at, at yoga school and just feeling a bit like really want to kind of yeah, question isn't it for me to decide? yeah <laughs> yeah um anyway let's move on to um another question which is i mean we study as uh, just to explain to people who perhaps don't know about the Vajrasattva yoga school we study a sutra every week mm-hmm. we deconstruct it we unpack it we go into each word and we talk about different interpretations of it um, and i wanted to ask you which sutra um, has had the most effect on you mm-hmm. um which one do you most easily remember mm-hmm. um or which one do you feel is just i don't know I was trying to think of the word to describe it but just awe inspiring yeah. or yeah. do you have a particular symptom um,
1: there are a few that i keep coming back to that have have really uh, that keep drawing me in and then lead me to investigate you know the 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 subsequent ones or the preceding ones up to it and you know that it can work like that one will draw you in mm. and then you find that you're sort of you, you, you go back a few to, to lead up to that and then he, he invariably will lay something out and like we said earlier it, it's the start of a list and then he'll go and expand on it um i already mentioned um, um and just the word Vairagyam or Vairagyaphyam, yeah. just that word has is, 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 um, helped me massively because it's reminded me to practice without getting caught up in the fruits of my labour, to practice whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it, to practice with, it's often translated as dispassion. But I prefer, you know, the the actual meaning, which I mentioned, uh, translucence. So without dye, dye, you know, without being colored, without being filtered, mm. with your stuff, with your samskara, basically, so that you, so that you you practice, but you you don't get emotionally um, drawn or invested. In what arises, you just see what arises as Prakriti mm-hmm. as you know, nature unfolding. Um, because I'm all too ready to 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 use that as an excuse to to get annoyed or get off the mat or say, "Oh, like, I I'm a failure. I can't do this." So if I keep coming back to it, viharaja like impersonal, without bias, um, impartial it reminds me it's not about me
0: yeah which is kind of beautiful because that ripples mm. to mm-hmm. everything really doesn't it mm-hmm. you know the way others treat us the way hmm you know i even think people take the weather personally mm-hmm. people getting annoyed yeah. about the weather
1: i use that all the time as an example Do you? i say the weather isn't good or bad but we mm. some people will be adamant no look look outside Pablo. the weather is bad it's but we using we're ascribing our we, yeah, we we're say oh, it's miserable imposing <laughs> our uh, notions onto mm. it the weather isn't good or bad
0: <laughs> mm. but it's interesting to talk about it being practicing that impersonal sense the impersonal sense because we still I struggled I think before of trying to be having an impersonal sense towards something but then I'm still a person yeah, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. not about it's not about saying nothing is affecting me is no it?
1: no no not at all um, no I think things are happening if mm. you like things are unraveling all the time and but you know if if we move into a place of stillness then we can respond with space around it rather than reacting mm. so it's when we when we get to our experience gets cluttered and full up with being with with Hashimita, with i amness mm-hmm. there's no space around that and so we react because we're caught in our trigger reaction cycles with, mm. uh, and and when there's uh, space around them we respond from the heart and so it's not about like you say it's not about you know flatlining and becoming yeah. this kind of bland <laughs> zombie mm. um y- 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 you wake up but but you're yeah. not you're not driven by you know the past and your expectations of the future you're, you're just you know as Ram Das says be here now yeah and be awake incredible Thank you. Mm.
0: Um, I just want to end on talking about the structure of the Yoga Sutras. Mm-hmm. So we've got 196 sutras, can you talk about what each um, chapter, uh, sorry, the, each Pada, mm-hmm. there's four Padas, mm-hmm. um, and we got up to, I think, chapter two in yeah. yoga school and it's great because it gives us a springboard to carry on. But why is it divided into four? And what does, if you were to, if you're new to yoga or you're picking up the yoga sutras, like what, what is the point of it being divided into four? Uh,
1: well, my understanding is that, um, well, let, let's go through them. So one uh, is um, Samadhi, which means absorption. That's mm-hmm. the ultimate goal of yoga. And it lays down what yoga is, what yoga isn't, what are the obstacles to yoga, um, chapter 2 sadhana um, means one's path um, you know the way so a sadhu is is someone on their sadhana mm-hmm. and that lays that's when we are introduced to kriya yoga so um, tapas, svadhyaya, svadhyaya and Ishwara Uh this is the, it, Patanjali's idea the yoga of action so mm-hmm. kriya comes from the root kri same same root as karma Mm. uh, and his eight limb system or eight auxiliaries um the ashtanga so that's kind of uh the chapter on you know what to do um then chapter three is vibhuti pada and that 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 sort of concerns itself with the supernatural powers that yoga will bring um and then the final one is uh, kaivalya pada. Kaivalya means it means isolation. So it means um, it, it also means liberation. But literally, it means uh, aloneness. But in the sense that um, purusha is now finally stands alone in in its essence without being affected by prakriti. So it means isolation. In, in the sense that it's been extricated. Um but, you know, Purusha has always been free. Mm. It's the mind that that that, that 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 needs to be uh, you know, enlightened. So we mustn't make the mistake of thinking that Purusha is finally free. It's always been free. Mm. But it stands alone in, you know, Tada drashtu Avastanam, then the seer becomes um, you know rests in mm. what it fundamentally is, mm. and and that's the aim of of the practice.
0: I love that sutra. Yeah. Well, um, I was
1: gonna I was gonna t- uh, talk about that one uh, with the last question because that's another favourite of mine because it it yeah. nails it nails you know what.
0: What's the? Do you know? Do you remember which number it is? It's three. Number three. Yeah. But from
1: yeah. from the, chapter one.
0: Chapter one. Mm, yeah. It's the
1: very it's the third and sutra. And the seer
0: abides in their own essence nature. Mm. Is that?
1: Yeah. Absolute, yeah. So once yoga has has arisen, um, and you know Harish Chris Wallace, he's he's very keen to point out that yoga is a is a, a state, is a noun and not a verb. Yeah. Uh, and and so is Nirodaha, so the second famous sutra, Yoga Chitta Vritti Yoga is the state that spontaneously arises when the the, the movements, the fluctuations in chitta have become still—not have been still necessarily, yeah. but have become still spontaneously.
0: Which can happen now and now and now, and that's yeah. why the first Such yoga is, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and now yeah. yoga begins, exactly. and now and exactly. now and again, now. it's always beginning, yeah. yeah. And what and that sense of relief that mm-hmm. I feel when I'm reminded of that yoga sutra—I even now, it's like a massive breath of like. <laughs> oh yeah like it's always been okay yeah. and it's only and I've just got to wake up to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. realizing it's okay yeah and I don't need to do anything because it's always yeah. everything has always been all right yeah. just as it is yeah
1: mm. but use these uh, methods to come back to the center of the wheel yeah hmm
0: thank you so much Pablo. is there anything else you want to share
1: about patangeline or um only that i would urge people who um, maybe feel slightly um overwhelmed by it or 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 feel like it's a daunting kind of task to to dive into it to to find you know alistair shira translations make it very very sort of plain speaking translations um i would i would there's a a whole bunch that i'd recommend but um that's a good one to start with Mm. because um and others are a bit more um scholarly (laughs) and could could serve to put people off and make them think well i don't i don't get what this is about but Mm like we said earlier it's it's like a map you know and it points us back to ourselves and it's a way of helping to understand especially if you're a teacher mm-hmm. to understand what yoga is so that when you're teaching asana you know what you're pointing people towards mm-hmm. um, and it's not just body work mm-hmm. you know on, on a mat but there's, there's a reason that you're doing it and you understand at least on a basic level what, what that reason is mm. which is freedom
0: lovely mm. and finally and it really is the final thing um, in terms of describing what the yoga sutra is in a succinct way mm-hmm. I've even struggled I've studied it I've studied the sutras to, to call it guidance or to call it life lessons doesn't mm. seem to serve it well but if you had to sum it up really should, like if you had to you know what would you how would well, you sum it up
1: one of the one of the uh, descriptions of aphorism which is what they are terse aphorisms mm. is i think it's edwin bryan who says it's the most amount of information in the least number of words so he's love that yeah he's getting to the nitty-gritty you know <laughs> to patanjali is, is there's no flab He's saying, mm. this is yoga, this is how to <laughs> explore it. Um, so it's um, it's a treatise, it's... Mm. Um...
0: I love that, the most amount of information in the least amount of words. Mm-hmm. I think that's how people will describe this podcast one day. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe not, maybe that's my ass meter um, mm. arising. Mm-hmm. I am, okay, we're going to end it there, but yeah, just to say thank you very much for coming in and speaking about Patanjali and um, best of luck for the rest of first year and all of second year Mm. and we're going to just close the practice with an shared on Mm -hmm. so if you'd just like to get comfortable at home if you'd like to join in just take a nice cleansing breath